Good morning and welcome to The Business Of. Today's topic is the business of critical minerals. My guests today are Pat Reisner, president of the Hermosa Project, where he oversees technical planning and operational roles there. And previously, he served as the global head of health, safety, and environment for BHP before joining South 32. Also joining me today is retired Major General Ted Maxwell, who retired as a Major General in 2018 after serving in the military for nearly 34 years and currently serves as President and CEO of the Southern Arizona Leadership Council, better known as SALC, which works to improve Greater Tucson and the state of Arizona by bringing together resources and leadership to enhance the economic climate and quality of life in our communities. I feel like I should sit up a little more straight with a, a major general in the house. Right? <laughs> I do know how to do hospital corners when I make my bed, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's important. It is. Before we get started, I'd like to mention that today's episode of The Business Of is brought to you by Sonoran Restaurant Week. The fourth annual Sonoran Restaurant Week is back September 9th through 18th and will be bigger than ever before. This 10-day celebration of gastronomy has become a premier restaurant week, highlighting some of the best food that Southern Arizona has to offer. For more information on how to be involved, visit SonoranRestaurantWeek.com. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Heather. Thank you for having us today. You are so welcome. Hello, Ted. Good morning, Heather. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for being here. So, Pat, go ahead and start off by telling us about South 32. Yeah, thanks, Heather. Uh, just a little bit of quick background on the company in case you're not familiar with South 32. Uh, it is a company that's a global leader in sustainable mining, and probably the best way to talk about who we are is to get into a little bit of what we're doing here in southern Arizona mm -hmm. around the Hermosa project. Uh, Hermosa is really an opportunity for Arizona and really our nation to demonstrate how next-generation mining can produce the important metals and materials that are going to be needed for us to address climate change in a sustainable way, which is a really important step forward that we need to take. Mm -hmm. So we're doing some things very differently at the Hermosa Project through the use of innovation, technology, and, and really bringing together a number of state-of-the-art approaches to how you produce these metals. Um, we do believe we can produce the materials that are needed to power a clean energy future that, mm -hmm. our, that our nation's progressing towards and in doing so really improve people's lives now and for generations to come, which takes us back to that is our purpose as a company at South 32 right. is around improving people's lives. Right. Um, so the, the country, uh, the United States has set some bold decarbonization targets, mm -hmm. um, but really to achieve those goals, it's going to require some very significant investments, not only in infrastructure, but in creating domestic supply chains for, for critical minerals. So at Hermosa, we will produce four important materials that are needed for that for that journey, mm -hmm. um, including two federally listed critical minerals. Um, so it's a unique project in that sense, and it's one of the only projects and the only project in Arizona that will produce multiple U.S. federal government critical minerals as its primary production. Right. That's huge. And then I was curious about the name South 32 and where that came from. So I did find out that it's because of the the 32nd parallel south line of the latitude where Australia and South Africa. So the, ma the majority of our historic operations right. have been in the Southern Hemisphere along the 32nd parallel. The interesting thing is Hermosa yeah. is right on the 32nd North parallel. Is it really? Not necessarily something that was planned, but it, 
it works. <laughs> How interesting. And so you mentioned critical minerals. Why are minerals like zinc and manganese so important? Tell us more. Sure. So, I mean, technically, the critical minerals list that the U.S. federal government creates captures those materials that are really essential for the economic and national security of the United States mm -hmm. and where supply chains are vulnerable to disruption, potentially where, or especially where we're dependent on potential geopolitical foes. So right. uh, we're seeing this play out for real at the, at, at the current uh, situation with the war in Ukraine okay. and the European nation's reliance on Russian gas. Right. Um, so these are materials that can have a major impact on our economy if they if they fall in short supply. And the, the situation with these particular critical minerals that we will produce is demand around these is expected to soar over the next 20 years as the clean energy transition mm -hmm. accelerates. Mm -hmm. An electric vehicle requires six times more minerals than a conventional vehicle. Right. Just to meet the current administration's goals around electric vehicles, we'll need 16 times more manganese in 20 years than we need today. Wow. Uh, so we're highly reliant on foreign sources and overseas supply chains for these. 97% um, of the manganese metal in the world comes from China today. Oh, wow. We are 100% reliant on foreign sources. We've not produced manganese in the United States in more than half a century, oh. going back to 1970. Um, and so this is an opportunity to change that. And President Biden invoked the Defense Production Act in late March, which is an executive action to promote and stimulate the production of five battery materials. Manganese was one of those. So this is where Hermosa can really help. It, mm -hmm. it contains one of the largest undeveloped resources of zinc in the world. Um, and uh, it's the first U.S. production of battery-grade manganese uh, to, to, to support U.S. battery and electric vehicle manufacturers. So as we shift to more cleaner forms of energy and transportation, uh, Hermosa is really a potential game changer for U.S. supply chain security. Wow, that, that's a really big deal, and it's, it's important to share that with people who may not have that knowledge of where we're getting in and what we already have here and how we can help ourselves. It's so important to be sustainable. So, Ted, as, as someone close to policymaking on matters of Arizona's transportation and economy, do you have any insights about the connection between U.S. mineral dependence and this national security that Pat mentioned? Well, Heather, as Pat laid out, we are highly reliant on other nations right. to supply these critical minerals to us right. as it stands right now. And it's not just the transportation changes. Obviously, they're pretty massive. The move towards electric vehicles, mm -hmm. you know, on the state transportation board, we're considering the bed down of EV charging stations sure. throughout the U.S., it is just beginning to be the tip of the spear on that issue. For sure. They're, it's growing growing massively. Mm -hmm. But our whole energy system and our en is changing. We are turning more and more to renewable energy systems. And, mm -hmm. and batteries and storage, those uh, minerals play such a key part in that. And what people also forget, they also play part in our national defense. Mm -hmm. Many of the new sy weapon systems and and improvements we're making in our technologies are based around these. Right. So it's not just uh, our economy that would be hindered if we don't have our own supply mm -hmm. uh, chain available to us, but it's also our energy security and our national security. Wow. And the, the fact of the matter is we are vulnerable to other nations' whims mm -hmm. if we don't have the ability to mine and supply our economy, 
and our nation with some of these minerals. And it's not something new. I mean, for a long time, those with petroleum had the ability to influence not only our quality of life here in the United States, but also our policy and our decision-making. We don't really want to be beholden to anybody else. Mm -hmm. So it is critical that we continue to figure out how we can get access to these minerals. And that's where the Hermosa Project does come in. Mm -hmm. I believe right now their deposit of manganese that they have down in southern Arizona Mm -hmm. is one of the only in the United States. And manganese and zinc and all a lot of the other lithium, cobalt, you can get into the other one, other minerals mm-hmm. are all required, and we don't have a good supply chain. We don't want to be find ourselves caught in a position where our supply chain isn't sufficient, sufficient right. to not only go where we want to go, where we want to get to a greener, uh, more renewable environment, but also to the point where we can be making decisions based on the influence of other nations who may or may not be friendly to our our way of life. That's a good point. That's a good point. And and speaking about being friendly or not is a lot of times when you hear mining, of course, people will just like jump onto that and and say negative things about that. There is no country like the U.S. when it comes to mining oversight, Mm -hmm. when it comes to labor, uh, environmental concerns and other issues. Yet you'll hear folks say, that's okay, just let's not do it in our own backyard. Well, remember, mm-hmm. if it's not in our backyard, then we really don't have control of it. But we also don't have control of how it's mined mm-hmm. or what impact it's having on those communities or at other parts of the world and on our environment as a whole. So, so to me, the role of mining in Arizona is not only a big economic impact, but it's huge national security impact. And we need to increase our own resiliency. If we want to be able to lead the, the world in so many ways to do things right, mm-hmm. we need to be able to increase our re- resiliency. You've seen what Russia's been able to influence in the current war with Ukraine right. because they control natural resources. Exactly. And whether it's petroleum in the, in the past or other forms of clean energy now, it'd be wrong to think that the EU and the United States is not taking that into consideration when we are making decisions on what the appropriate actions and response should be. So we need to increase our resiliency. And that became very apparent with uh, President Biden's um, passing the U.S. Defense Production Act, Mm -hmm. which said these minerals are a priority, priority to our country. And it's so easy for misinformation to get out now in our society mm-hmm. about right. what the mining of these minerals will and will not be. And so it, one of the most important takeaways is people have to do their own research. Mm-hmm. Don't just trust what you see on the internet because we know there are forces out there that are right. intentionally misleading and using Facebook and Twitter to try to get people to turn not, we've seen it for elections, sure. we've seen it for for. Throughout the pandemic, there, mm-hmm. was, there was a lot of misinformation. And what we're seeing now is it's now turning because control of those minerals creates power and domination, both fiscal. It right. could be for fiscal reasons, but it also could be for influence in, on countries to not act against what may be a country that we don't fundamentally agree with in principle of how they govern right. and the, issue, the issues and stances they take. Exactly. If you're just now joining us, you're listening to Tucson Metro Chambers, The Business Of. I'm Heather Wolpern, and today's guests are Pat Reisner, 
president of the Hermosa Project, and retired Major General Ted Maxwell, president and CEO of SALC. So, Ted, talk a little bit more about uh, recycling and if we get, you know, really serious about recycling, can we cut our dependencies? Talk more. Recycling is very similar in a lot of the ways to water conservation mm-hmm. when we talk about our water shortage. Right. Uh, conservation is absolutely critical in trying to deal with our water shortages, as is recycling mm-hmm. of these uh, unique minerals and the products that they create. Mm-hmm. But recycling alone will not solve the problem for a yeah. couple reasons. One is you always are going to lose some percentage of the effectiveness of the minerals from its original state when you try to recycle and when you work on it. Okay. There could be improvements in the future. There may not be. But probably the thing people have to understand is we are just on the beginning of this movement with, the, with clean energy and with renewables right. and recyclables. And zinc, which is one of the ones that's down at the Hermosa Project, one of the minerals, it's uh, expected to increase by more than 200% need for 2050, but more important, that manganese that we talked about. Right. The only known site in the U.S. That's, uh, that is the, the Hermosa Project could address. It's expected in the next two decades to grow between 60 or 90-fold. Oh, my goodness. A significant improvement. And if we – yes, recycling will help, mm-hmm. but we have to establish our own resiliency and stop relying on foreign – suppliers if we are going to ensure that the policies in our country are the policies we want. Right, exactly. Uh, Pat, in addition to energy security and supply chain resilience, are there other reasons it's important to domestically produce critical minerals? Yes, I I think the big one is sustainability. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we take a step back for a minute and say, why are we taking all these actions? Like, what's driving why we need these things? Right. Well, with manganese, it's putting electric vehicles on the road to eliminate emissions because there's manganese in the ba- in the cathode of every EV battery. Right. With zinc, it's wind turbines. So zinc okay. is used to galvanize steel. So orders of magnitude, the growth Ted talked about, a lot of that's coming from building out wind mm-hmm. and battery storage for zinc. Uh, silver on every solar panel, there's silver right. coating. There sure is. So, mm-hmm. so all these things are actions to protect the planet. Mm -hmm. and to protect our environment. So to produce the raw materials to allow us to take those actions, it needs to be done sustainably. It defeats the purpose of why we're taking these actions in the first place. And so we can set a new standard for how you do that domestically Mm -hmm. in Arizona and at Hermosa. To Ted's point earlier, we can't ensure that other countries that we're completely dependent on for these resources right now will mine these resources in the same way. So if we think sort of about an all-of-planet protection mindset, um, we can do it differently here. And a few examples of what we're doing uh, in the development of Hermosa in terms of our approach to demonstrate that, uh, we have a roadmap, and our goal is to be the first carbon-neutral mining operation. Oh, that's fantastic. So these resources are critical to address climate change, so they need to be produced in a climate-friendly manner. So Mm -hmm. what that entails is fully powered by renewable energy, the mine power supply, um, battery electric vehicle fleets underground and on the surface. And we would like to think the work that we're doing to procure a partner for renewable energy can contribute to the broader renewable energy goals in, in southern Arizona. Right. We're bringing together a, a way of mining the resource and a way of managing the tailings that come out of the processing, right. uh, milling process mm-hmm. in a way that will create one of the smallest footprint mines uh, that, that, that you'll find That's out there. That's good to hear. So small surface environmental mm-hmm. footprint. Um, you know, in, in a way that's unique and not been done before. And then 
we have constructed already the first new operational dry stack tailing storage facility in the United States. And this is a different way of managing the tailings that come out of the mill um, that substantially conserves and saves water, which is essential. If we're doing a project in Arizona, we have to be mindful of water. Um, it, It also reduces, further reduces your surface environmental footprint and is fundamentally safer and stable. So these are, these are, standards we're setting there are things we're doing where you know sustainable production is at the heart of every decision we're making in the in the process so it it is an opportunity to show the world how to do it right Mm -hmm. that we can do right here in our own backyard and in a way that makes the community proud right yeah it's good to hear that you're being innovative so you're you're making these efforts that aren't as impactful as some you know historic mining uh, areas you're doing more underground and that sort of thing and then we were talking a little bit about how y- y- the feedback that you get from people. And so I'm sure with the Hermosa project in beautiful Patagonia, you, you've heard a little, uh, had some feedback about that. But tell us how the work being done at Hermosa Project impacts that local community. Yeah, we're, we're really proud uh, to be Uh, in a long-term partnership with Santa Cruz County. It's actually a great place for us to be if we go back to what our purpose was as a company, which is we think about producing natural resources that the world needs and in doing so improving people's lives. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a wonderful place for us to be and an area where we believe it can have a significant positive impact and and uplift the community. Um, There are a number of really I think specific reasons why Santa Cruz County is a good place for us. We've already hired a lot of local people from Santa good. Cruz County. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have learned it's an eager, um, committed, skilled, productive workforce. Uh, local hiring is a really important part of this for us. So right. the local community can benefit in the biggest way possible. So we're starting to lay the foundations for comprehensive workforce development programs oh, to try to grow that local workforce. So mm-hmm. partnering with both secondary and post-secondary institutions in Santa Cruz County um, with the aim to not only build our workforce of the future, which provides an uplift to the community, but hopefully that will create a lot of a further upskilling in the community, which can, you know, which can go on and be sustainable for, for generations. And so if you look at what's down there, the, the, the economy ranges for everything from ecotourism, birding, wineries, outdoor activities to shops, restaurants, and one of the largest ports of entry that's critical for cross-border trade and commerce. And so we believe this is a, you know, a nice addition to the community to provide, you know, some diversity and opportunities for the citizens there. Um, and, and, and one where it can be really positively impactful. And Heather, to expand on what Pat was saying Mm -hmm. and to be a little more specific, I mean, this is a project that fits within SALC's goal of uh, fostering Southern Arizona's economic climate as well as improving the quality of life for all of our communities. And this is going to do it. South 32's current plan's got a $1.7 billion uh, investment for the initial development. Okay. And that's the largest investment that local economy down in Santa Cruz and Patagonia have ever had. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's gonna create jobs throughout all of our regions. It's not just gonna be down in that area, but the impact that's going to be felt by Santa Cruz County based on Hermosa's, what I would probably call their initial very conservative estimates, mm-hmm. is going to double the county's nearly $14 million property tax. Oh, wow. And that property tax directly funds the county public schools, mm-hmm. services, and community. 
community college. And it's going to contribute 20% of the county's current economy just on that one side alone. Right. Not to mention the jobs it's going to bring here locally, but the multiplier effect that that mine could have throughout the state, which may attract other green economy businesses and manufacturing firms to come and locate here in Arizona. We've right. seen it with the electric vehicle mm-hmm. vehicles expansion here. That is a segment of the economy that could just expand in Arizona over the coming years. And the Hermosa Project would play a big part in that role because it, again, ensures we have the supply chain that we need to really advance our movement into a greener economy. Right. That's a really good point that you made. So what else uh, for our listeners today, uh, if they were to take anything more away from this conversation, what would you hope to impart to them? I think from my perspective, the this is about addressing climate change and the critical actions we need to take. So if you care about the environment and addressing climate change, how we produce these materials, where they come from is really important. We've talked a lot about energy security and supply chain resiliency and how essential that's going to be for our mm-hmm. country to meet its clean energy and transportation goals. So this is an opportunity for for Southern Arizona to really take, you know, step into the driver's seat in right. that clean energy That's a good way to put it. To mm-hmm. create a strong domestic supply chain for critical minerals, mm-hmm. to set a new standard for sustainable mining, to grow the local economy mm-hmm. as part of that and ultimately improve the lives uh, of the folks in Santa Cruz County um, while we make this contribution to where the country needs to go. Mm-hmm. So South 32 is extremely excited to be partnering, you know, with the community to unlock what is a, a tremendous opportunity. That's good. Heather, I think it's important for people to realize that we, we touched a little bit on the national security issue and the energy security issue. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more important that a nation can have than have, know that the nation's safe, our economy's safe, and our energy's safe. When those aspects fall apart, it's, the country very will crumble very quickly mm-hmm. after that or have to start being reactive and reflexive and maybe not do things the right way they should. Right. Critical minerals have the potential to be a true geopolitical weapon. Right. And that's going to, the countries that have access to them are going to be able to take actions that we may not agree with and use that threat. It's much like we use sanctions when we're trying to deal and influence decisions, what we think are poor decisions being made by other countries. We don't want to be on the receiving end of that. And the big thing is we've got to make sure we understand the plan. We have to have a plan. And the EV plan's moving forward quickly. Right. You know, I told you it's straight to transportation boards already conducting a planning for charging stations. We're going down a path, but we don't have the supply system set up yet. Mm-hmm. And so we need to think of how are we going to do that. And I think the Hermosa Project has the potential to play a real big role in that. That's important. So how can people find out more about the Hermosa Project or get involved? Sure. Number of ways, Heather. So, first of all, um, we do have a uh, dedicated uh, webpage. So, if people go to south32.net/hermosa, or for job opportunities, career.south32.net. I can also join us on social media. So, we have a project site on Facebook. That's just South Thirty Two Hermosa. Okay. Um, and then we do have a, a regular quarterly newsletter, electronic newsletter. So, if People would like to know even more. They can text Hermosa to the number 42828 and get on the distribution list for the the newsletter. Go ahead and repeat that. 
that would be uh, so text Hermosa to four two eight two eight. Um, we do have a Santa Cruz County Community Advisory Panel that's made up of a cross-section of citizens in the okay. county. Uh, they meet monthly where we talk about project issues, get feedback, mm-hmm. and engage on critical it's a great way to critical be information. It's open to the public, okay. even though there are designated members of that panel. Okay. Um, so if you're interested in, in learning more and mm-hmm. actually getting involved, uh, you can also email us at askhermosa at south32.net okay. um, and get information around when the panel meetings are, if anyone would like to attend. But uh, we really do thank you for, for having us and letting us talk about Hermosa today, Heather. Of course. And being from Tucson Metro Chamber, we're so much about workforce development. We're, we're doing, so we are doing a lot of, on the secondary education side, we're doing a lot of robotics programs oh, and okay. STEM programs uh-huh. in the local elementary schools in Santa Cruz County. Oh, good. And so part of workforce development, yes, it's training the workers that will actually operate the mine, but in terms of the technical, scientific, professional roles, we believe you got to start really early and get into the Definitely. secondary schools. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're doing a program called Technolo Chicas, which is a STEM program for young oh, girls fantastic. in the Nogales and Rio Rico School District. It's good to hear. Um, as well as robotics programs in all of the schools countywide. So that's the one that, you know, I think is, we hope is going to bear fruit in terms of producing engineers and scientists and from Santa Cruz County to come work for us someday. That's really good news. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up today, Ted? I think we... Covered it all pretty well. Appreciate the opportunity to be here. You're so welcome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Business Of. Today's episode was brought to you by Sonoran Restaurant Week. The fourth annual Sonoran Restaurant Week is back September 9th through 18th and will be bigger than ever before. This 10-day celebration of gastronomy has become a premier restaurant week, highlighting some of the best food that Southern Arizona has to offer. For more information of how to be involved, visit SonoranRestaurantWeek.com. In case you didn't catch this episode from the beginning or would like to listen to it again, visit our website for a link or search for Tucson Metro Chambers, The Business Of, on your favorite podcast app. Would you like to be my guest or sponsor an episode? Email me at thebusinessof at tucsonchamber.org. Thanks so much for listening.